0: with Ryan Reese from Southern California. This is Live with Ryan Reese. Call now, one 564 6173 Or post your questions using the hashtag LiveRyanReese on his Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook.
1: Hey, I have my friend Sean McKeon in studio and Scott Salamant. Uh, going to be um, We're gonna be answering a lot of questions uh, I was recently at a, a conference out in, uh, where was it? It was Calvary Chapel, Old Bridge, which we're on the radio out there. probably Jersey. listening to us right now. New Jersey, Calvary right? Chapel, Old Bridge okay. in New Jersey. In New Jersey, yeah. Yes. And uh, I was out there for conference, for the Vertical Identity Conference with Austin Carlisle. And when we were out there, they pulled us up on stage and they started asking us some of these questions. And I was like, dang, these are legit questions. I need them for the radio show. So I had them send Perfect. them over. And there's, I mean, I don't know, Sean. How many How many are there? There's hundreds. Hundreds. There's hundreds of questions. So clearly we can't get to all, all the hundreds on this particular show. <laughs> but I want to chip away and I want to answer every single one of these questions over the next couple months. So, so you guys ready, Scott? Yeah, let's do uh, it. As ready as I can be. <laughs> some, some of me, the questions some, that were coming yeah. off the stage, I was like, uh, is this happening live right now? Am I on stage? How do we... It was asked. You have to answer yeah.
2: it. You, you, know, you know what? A lot of people have a lot of questions, man. I mean, there's a lot of things going on in the world today. A lot of people are struggling with things, and some people just have like basic, simple questions. Yeah. And so I, I think it's amazing to be able to kick through some, some dialogue on these issues. So I'm excited. Well, mm. what
1: I liked about these questions are these are what I told the pastor over there, the youth pastor, Alan. I said, you know, these questions is basically these are the questions that the culture is asking. Mm. Like they, These are the questions that are not being answered in the church, yeah. and this is why people are going like, dude. I, anyone I'm talking to about these things like no one has answers for because they're controversial. Yeah. You know a lot of them. So we're just gonna we're gonna just kind of start running through them. And um, you know if you are tuned in online and you want to add to a couple of the questions, you could please uh, just go ahead and post in the comments as well. And uh, we'll just let it ride. So let's go for it. What's, All right. What's the first one?
3: So my friend is bisexual. she's a Christian, but doesn't like. Or think liking the same sex is wrong. What advice should I give them? Not I that think, one. <laughs> Just joking. Right
4: off the bat, right? Ching.
3: Yeah, okay. uh, they want some content with their life.
1: Okay. Yeah. Well, let, you guys, let's let's have a conversation. Absolutely. About this because it's a big one. The the um, LGBTQ mm. community is is massive, and the reality is. Um, when you talk to any Gen Z or any millennial, like they've kind of grown up, and it's a different culture than when we grew up. Mm. Um, it's more accepted, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying just for the record, it's not, it's not uh, with the Bible. It's not accepted. Mm. You know, we know the, that what the culture is, but yeah. with the culture, Absolutely. it's yeah. a lot more than when we were than right. we were growing up. Yeah, so. What, who wants to take a stab at this one first? I think we could all take a little bit. Go ahead,
4: yeah. Sean. You jump, I'll, and I'll I'll go in after you. i got some things to talk about.
2: Well, I, I think it's a, a genuine question, right? So basically what you're saying is that their friend is bisexual, right? Uh, bisexual and doesn't really have, doesn't see anything wrong with that, correct? Is that what the question was, basically? Yes. Um,
1: You want to read that
3: one more time? My friend is bisexual. She is a Christian, but doesn't think liking the same sex is wrong. Mm -hmm. What advice should I give them? They seem content with their life. Mm
2: -hmm. Well, I think that for us, we're going to give it from a biblical perspective, right? Because she said she's a Christian, right? Mm -hmm. You know, when it looks at, when we look at sexuality and we look at creation, Mm -hmm. God does not make mistakes in what he does, Mm -hmm. right? And the Lord is not the author of confusion. When God created man, he created man in his image. And when he created woman, she was to be the complete complement of the man. There is there no uh, way behind. Now, this question, its um, this is why the Bible is so amazing. Because imagine, Bible written, you know, uh, at, uh, portions of Leviticus, thousands yep. and thousands mm-hmm. of years ago. But all of these things came into play, all the way from homosexuality, from um, incest, all these things are, are, are addressed. And God does not want us to deviate from what his overall um, creation was. The enemy always wants to distort, and he has distorted sexuality in so many ways. Sexuality as a whole is something that is alluring um, and when you leave the, the foundational principles of God's creation, we will always end up, you, you think of what Satan did in the garden. Mm-hmm. He said, did God say, mm-hmm. he, you know, he, what Satan does is he puts a wants to put a doubt in your mind, you know, is what God said true? He mm-hmm. knows that what the day that you, you eat, take up this tree, you're going to be able to know good and evil, like he's oh. keeping you from something. Mm-hmm. And so... I, I, the main thing that I would say is that you can't really you cannot justify it in the the eyes of the Lord and do His word. You know God has created man in his own image. He has created a woman with a complete uh, perfect complementary aspect to the man and God doesn't make mistakes when it comes to that. Mm-hmm. The fact that she, that she sees these things, that's her flesh, that's what she's feeling, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it's correct. that it's right and a lot of times you just have to love on your friends during that Mm -hmm. stuff a lot of people go through a lot of different stuff i know times change a lot Mm -hmm. but i mean there were times even when we were young ryan like there were people that would dabble with bisexuality Mm -hmm. you know girls you know for the attention of people like they kind of flirt with all these kind of things but it is deviating from from a truth from what god has created from so from a christian Mm -hmm. perspective. I don't think that there's any feet to stand on, really. But like Ryan said in the beginning, socially, because it's so accepted in a lot of ways, it's hard to be able to, to, to discern through reality. Yeah.
4: yeah. And j- jump on that if I can, and, and Ryan, you know this because we deal with a lot of young people like this. And one of the big things that I see in our culture is they have a, a, a difficulty separating feelings from fact. Separating feelings from fact. In other words, I feel, therefore, it must be. And I can't escape these feelings, can't escape these emotions. But faith has really nothing to do with emotions. It really doesn't. If you say, I'm a Christian and I'm this, 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 well, either God's word is a lie or your feelings and emotions are a lie. And we know that Satan is the the master of all, he's the father of all lies. And somebody asked me, well, what if you know a kid growing up his whole life has always had these feelings towards the opposite sex, I'm sorry, for the same sex. I'm all deception comes at a very young age. It doesn't mean that just because he's had those emotions and feelings since he was five, six, seven years old means it must be the way he was born. Because that's like one of the lies that's propagated is that we're born this way. Well, that would be saying that God makes mistakes. And 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 they're say- and, and again, that same line I just said, people capitalize on you're saying, You're saying homosexuality is a mistake. No, I'm saying it is not according to God's design, so therefore it cannot be correctly aligned with his word. 1 Corinthians um, chapter 6, and Paul talks about this. I like what he says there. He says, Do you not know that your bodies are members of the body of Christ, or members of Christ, right? He says in the pre- previous before that, he says, he says um, Do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ, and shall then the members of Christ be made, can they be connected with a harlot? In other words, can you take this, this body, that is set apart for holy use and use it for something unholy. That'd be like drinking muddy water out of a drinking faucet. Why would you do that? It's not for that. And so we have to look at, and and it doesn't mean that we can't sympathize and empathize and also love these people because they're as lost in their sin as we are. And I want to kind of tell a a brief story. There's a, a young man that came in and he's in the process of what he would call transitioning. And he really seeks that outward, um, attention, if you will, you know, he, his, 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 make is like a girl. He carries himself like very feminine um, and he wears female clothes and everything. Um, I call him by his male name. And, you know, he, I don't think he likes that, but I go, look, I, I've known you since you were a young kid and I see you as this just because you change the external is not going to change who you are inside. You and I know what you were created as. The deception is that I would be happier if I was this. And, and you can ask most almost all homosexuals, even lesbians, and people that dabble in those lifestyles would tell you that it, it comes to an end of itself because they view everything, and somebody told me they view everything through a prism of, and I, I showed my kid this. I said, if you put your hands like this up to your eyes, you can only see through your hands. This is what a lot of people that are dealing with their sexuality view. They view it only through their sexuality. Well, God is outside that. He, if you take your eyes away, you can see so much more. And it's because they're only viewing things through their sexuality. This kid said to me, do you think that God is going to send me to hell because um, I'm a homosexual? And I said, no. He says, he was surprised that I said that. I said, he's not gonna send you to hell because you're homosexual. And if you were asking me if if God's gonna send you to hell because you're heterosexual, or because you're a womanizer, or because you're a liar, or a thief, or a cheat, no, that's not why a person goes to hell. They go to hell because they don't know Jesus as the personal and savior. They don't have their name written in the book of life. The blood has not washed away all their sins. They've never received Christ as their Lord because when Jesus becomes your Lord, there is an, there's an internal transformation. Ryan, I, mm-hmm. I saw it with you. I saw it with you guys. Mm-hmm. I knew you guys. Mm-hmm. There was an internal change that took place from the inside out. They are not the same person. She says, Old things have passed away. Behold, all things become new. Now, if nothing is renewed, then you have to ask yourself the question, is it a lie or is it the truth? And there it goes back to the same thing again. My emotions versus fact. Fact versus feelings. God's word says we either believe it or we don't. Can we be transformed by the renewing of our mind? Paul says yes.
1: And that's 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 what this um, culture is pushing. I was mm. coming back for, on a plane from uh, Uni- uh, on United Airlines, and they had the National Geographic series, mm. and it was about the transgender revolution, mm. and it was th- it's all based on how you feel. Mm. So if you feel like an alien one day, yeah. you feel like you know lesbian, homosexual, you know whatever you feel. That's that's the whole agenda, for for right now. But interesting enough, um, Lady Gaga came out with um, some statistics recently from her foundation. You could look it up, um, and it says this: It says most of 55 percent of the 2013 to 24 year olds interviewed across the U.S. said that they were stressed, and a third, 34 percent, said they felt hopeless and sad uh, uh, most of the time and nearly a 30% of them often felt fearful those figures spiked alarmingly when they uh, researchers looked specifically at the LGBTQ Mm. community youth who were more stressed by 69% doubled, mm-hmm. sad by 53% and fearful by 44% mm-hmm. than their peers who identified as non LGBTQ there community. There's there the go. facts that's it yeah. right there. Mm-hmm. It's it's and that's and not and like I a have a cool. lot of I have friends that are uh, lesbian or homosexual now. Mm-hmm. and um, I also have uh, friends that were just like the Bible says, you were once like this but you've been cleansed with the mm-hmm. blood of Jesus Christ, like it says in Corinthians, I think, Mm 1st or 2nd Corinthians. Um, I've talked to a lot of my friends that have come out of that, uh, being a gay man or a a lesbian female, and they've told me, they said, no matter what transitions we've done, how we look Mm -hmm. like, or what we've done in our lifestyle, there is always something in the back of our mind that we knew that it wasn't Mm -hmm. right. And now also, I was with a girl yesterday that identified as a man uh, at a teen challenge event, I just spoke at, and basically, I said, I, She <laughs> her story reminded me of Amor Sierra. Mm-hmm. If you guys want to hear more of a story of of a radical testimony of coming out of that, you can look, it's on our radio show, uh, Amor S- uh, Sierra. She was on my show the first time she was on my show, she was telling her testimony, and I, I had her on uh, at a, a shine event. You can look her up on YouTube as well. He has a radical story of that transformation, but she was basically saying, I said, Well, I go, so. How'd you even like get into this thinking that you are a man? How'd this whole thing start? She says, I used to get raped by men. <sighs> so you can't, when we look at the LGBTQ community mm-hmm. and the transgender and you know, it's all, I think it's all lumped in together. There's so many different stories of how yeah. you even get there. Well, yeah. There's
4: so der- der- this variables.
1: is a loaded question as well. Yeah. What's this girl's story? How did she get involved in it? Did she come from being raped by by a man and now she's just like, there's no way that will ever happen? Mm. Or how did she even get there? Regardless, what it comes down to is if your name is written in the book of life, like Mm. Scott said, Mm. and you have a relationship with Jesus Christ, that means you are filled with the Holy Spirit. And when you have the Holy Spirit in you, indwelling in you, it works. It starts showing you what's, what's the difference between what's right and wrong. And if you're living in a lifestyle that's contradictory to what the Bible says, the Word of God says, you do not have the Holy Spirit in you if you're not getting convicted. Because mm, yeah. the job of the Holy Ghost is to um, draw yourself to Jesus. Yeah. And Jesus is holy, and the Word of God is the DNA of Jesus Christ. Yeah,
2: not to, to hit on that too much longer, but I would say this, because I feel like this is a thing too, and I think Scott kind of mentioned this. There is such a force for people to identify themselves by their sexuality Mm -hmm. alone. And in the Lord is when you find your identity in Christ, everything changes. It goes deeper than just your sexuality. It goes into why you were created. And when you come to that place, Mm -hmm. I believe that's where God starts doing an, an amazing work in your life that, as Ryan was saying right now, that's where the transformation uh, point takes place. Nobody has to tell you, um, don't do this, don't do that. It's a work that God does by His spirit, and it never lies and it never changes.: so. yeah.
1: Now there was a comment on um, our, our social media on Facebook, and she was just saying, "Is, is she a baby Christian? You know Does she have counseling? You know, all these things. Yeah. Yes. So when it comes to because I, I, there's a, actually uh, there's a transgender. Transgender? Yeah. A trans a guy, a boy transitioning into a female that's actually coming to the church now at the moment. Mm-hmm. It's a different guy. He he, he heard about the whosoever's like mm-hmm. from like Colorado or something. He was into some crazy stuff too. But um he was a brand baby Christian and he gave his life to God and he's like, I'm still transitioning and but I love Jesus and I'm I'm open to hear, you know, mm-hmm. what you have to say. I'm not yeah. offended, basically. Yeah. And I said, Listen, you need to keep coming to church. You need to keep hearing from from God's voice. You need to get in counseling, and the Holy Spirit is going to do the work, just like in any any lifestyle that we're in. If you're into yeah. drugs, you're cheating on your wife, or you're into pornography, or you're a little little Leonard the liar, you know, yeah. whatever it be, sin sin, it's equally. The thing is, the work of the Holy Spirit. Right. Um. If you are a brand new Christian, right. He starts. It's like one, one, one minute at a time. It's, it's, it's a process. But if someone says that they're a Christian right. and they've been living in this lifestyle right. for a long time, then you got to wonder. Then, you know, that. so again, it's, it's, there's a lot of different angles to.
4: Let me read this verse, and that pretty much sums it up. I like what Paul says. He says, Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? And the next thing he says is, Don't be deceived. Hmm. Don't be deceived. He says, yeah. It's a deception. He says, Neither fornicator, idolater, adulterous, homosexual or sodomite. He, he lists them all he doesn't he doesn't pinpoint one and everyone always categorizes Christians as being you know anti-gay and gay bashers and everything. It's not really about that it, it's about it, it's sin and we all have sin and so we all deal with it by bringing it to the cross and asking Jesus to wash it by his blood. He says nor thieves or covetous nor drunkards or revilers or extortioners will inherit the kingdom of God for such were some of you it were, yeah but he says, but you were washed, you were sanctified. You were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God.
1: Yep. There it is. But this is definitely a a subject that the church needs to wake up to because yeah. it's all around us. Yeah. And if you're walking around and you're like, the Bible says this, and you have to change right now, and you're just yeah. like bringing judgment and all that, you're not going to reach any any of yeah. this community. No. And the bottom line, this is a growing community. And um, I mean, I've, I've led a lot of... Uh, Different uh, transgender and, and homosexuals and all kinds of people to the Lord, um, and and there's some that I'm just still walking alongside, talking to and hanging out with, and just loving. You know, they're everyone has a story. You got to get to the bottom of the story and find out where where it's all because it's yeah, all heart issue. Exactly. You know what I mean. So anyway, let's uh, go to the next question.
3: All right. <laughs> I
1: told you that was a bad one. No. I'm sorry.
3: <laughs> sorry. Um, that was a good one actually. I'm currently in an identity crisis where I try to find love in a man, although Christ is the only one who can fill that void. How can I overcome that?
1: Um, well, I think uh, you were when you were created. God created uh, you know man and woman to be together. So there's always that you have that. Uh, what's that word? Desire. For the, the desire yeah. to be married. So those are normal feelings, you know. But we know. The best way to go about that situation is just wait on god Mm -hmm. just wait on god those are natural feelings you know to 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 have Mm -hmm. but you got to wait on god to bring that perfect person because he's he's doing a work in that person he's doing a work in you and uh you know i had uh garrett i forget her name um Uh, What's your name? Christina Garrett. Shit, I hope I didn't mess up her name. Anyway, I had her on last week on the show Uh and she brought up a good point. She was like, All these girls, like, you know, they want to get married. But he's like, She goes, But what do you bring into the table? Mm. Like, what's what's in your life? Is your life, are you like, are you like miserable? Are you depressed? Are you all this stuff? And you're like, I need to get married. So you want to bring all that baggage. (laughs) So it goes back to what I'm trying to say is like, You got to look at your life and analyze where you're at with God. Where's your relationship? How's your life? Life's never gonna be perfect. Yeah. But like, maybe God has to clean you up and do a work in your life to prepare you for this man that He's gonna come alongside. If not, you know, you're gonna bring all this baggage that you got that you've never dealt with with God, and then you're gonna bring it into a, 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 uh, a relationship, a marriage, and just destroy, like. God has to do a work in all of us and get us all dialed in before he brings us together.
2: No, I I agree. And the girl that you were saying was on there was uh, Cynthia Garrett. Um, You know, a lot of times, even like growing up, there's some of those people that like, they just always felt like they had to be in a relationship. That's the only way that they felt like they were like whole, right? But a lot of times you get yourself in relationships that God hasn't called you to. And it becomes more of a problem in your life than anything. I think you got to value that time when, when you're um, solo because I believe that's time that was important for you, that is important for myself, important for you too, like where God can be getting that foundation, cleansing you out, preparing you for this person because the Bible says God has a person for you. Um, but when you use a relationship to, and this is what happens sometimes, I've seen it before. We've seen it all the time, well, like like this. Like yeah. someone wants to follow God, they're right on as long as they got their girlfriend uh-huh. next to them. Well, that girlfriend bounces, and then they're not even walking with God anymore because something's off balance. Like, and sometimes
1: people can put a relationship as their God per se. I know? have a story right now that's actually happening. A friend basically was dating this one of my friends, and she basically you know admitted you know that he was her god you know and he's no longer around mm-hmm. and then she just went back to you know yeah. the old lifestyle yeah. and that that's the whole thing is that that's where it gets that's where you can't make a guy or a relationship an idol because mm. you don't know what the heck's going to happen well,
2: think about it. the the perfect story in the bible is a Samaritan woman had five different husbands. The one that she wasn't, the one that she was with, wasn't even her husband. What Jesus was speaking about, you are trying to fill this void with relationships. How's that working out for you? Yeah. It's not working. Things are off balance, and to find balance is like I have to be the center of your life. And when that balance is secure, then the, the foundation's on point, and then that right relationship can come in, and then it works in harmony. Just like for us being married, like without the lord in our lives our relationships would be destroyed you know we clash like are your wives can you can have a bad day with your wife you can have a bad day in your relationships out there christ has to be the center that has to be the balance if all of my peace and joy and happiness was based upon how my wife's attitude was going to be one day and how she would treat me things would be topsy-turvy and so a lot of times people put so much emphasis on a person other than the lord and they get things off balance
1: 100 percent. what else
3: or how can something as horrible as rape be part of God's plan? Mm. I have felt so lost and alone from going through that. Mm. Prayer and the Bible hasn't helped me see.
1: I can't tell you how many stories I have hear of people that are that are getting raped, been raped. Molested. Molested, it's like, you know, I was talking to my wife the other day, I'm like, we're in the, it's like increasing. Cause mm-hmm. I remember growing up in, in the neighborhood we grew up in, in, uh, in Azusa. Yeah. Like we moved out of there because a bunch of kids were getting molested, mm-hmm. like on the street by like the neighbor or neighbors or something. Yeah. Weird stuff. Yeah. And then, and then as you, but what happens is, I mean, that was pornography and stuff was mm-hmm. around back then. You know, it was on yeah. TV. It was like on, on TV. Was that called on TV or something back then? Yeah. Like cable TV. Yeah. It's, one, it's that like is. the first cable TV. But then from there, Obviously, the progression of, of pornography—it's all on their fingertips now, and uh, people are just—they're just. When you get caught up in pornography, yeah. you, you get caught up in lust, mm-hmm. and then you want to live it out, fantasy, yeah, yeah. like Jeffrey Dahmer. You yeah, know, the same start, thing. You all started so pornography. It was, yeah. Exactly. So then you see the 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 outcome is mol- molestation, which mm-hmm. leads to rapes, which leads to you know the yeah. lifestyle that we were talking about earlier and this stuff, but. You want, to sp- you want to speak into this well, one? Well,
2: I, I think Scott can, can do this, but I think that the main basis is how can something so evil yeah. take place in my life? Like, where was God in this time in my life where this horrible evil yeah. was taking place and, and now she's having to face those circumstances? Like-
4: the, yeah, those, those, those are those situations. Like, I'll give you an example. Somebody being raped or somebody losing a child at a young age. Or mm. Those yeah. are those questions that, that people go, why God? You know, like if there's, if God is so good, then why does this happen to me? Like I wasn't doing anything to anybody and this happens to me, you know, and, and in those situations, and it, they're all different, you know, they're all different situations, but you have to approach it the same way with love and understanding. And that is what happened to you sucks and should never happen to anybody. Yeah. But the, the truth is it did happen. And I can tell you because God is sovereign and because he's so loving and graceful and merciful and compassionate. Like Joseph's situation, he uses evil for good. What what man meant for evil, God means for good. You know, I was I was talking about in Ephesians, and and I touched on it on my study on Sunday night is, you know, he talked about that and that you might know that manifold wisdom of God, and I looked it up and it li- it literally multicolored or multifaceted, and like when you shine a light into a prism and it shines all these different lights. Yeah. You can shine the light in one section, but it comes out all these different colors. right And it's almost like remember the Rubik's cube back in the day. yeah, yeah. none of us could ever do it. but mm-hmm. but the Rubik's cube is like a six-sided cube with nine little squares on each side. So do that is 63 different and every time you turn it, it changes the, the the variation of the of the code to put it back together. And I was sharing with the young people the other day how that manifold wisdom of God is you do not know that person that has been raped. You do not know that how God is going to use it in the future. You don't know. Uh, I'll tell you a story. There was a, a young girl at a local college here. She was probably 19, 20, leaving classroom, got dragged between two cars in a parking lot. She was raped. Um, it was a horrendous, terrible thing. Uh, they caught the guy because the, the cameras caught the guy running away or whatever. They caught the guy. She pressed charges, went to jail, all that kind of stuff. She has the baby because everyone was telling her, aborted, it's wrong, or whatever. She's like, I can't, I'm a Christian. She ends up having the baby. And I remember her coming, this is many years ago. She came to me saying, I, I have to, I can't kill this child. I can't give it up for, uh, this is something that happened. God had a reason for it. She took this child, she raised this child, and it's her daughter. And, and you know, God had a purpose for this little girl's life, you know? And so who can say? I, I was personally born out of wedlock, total. At 16 year old, my mom got pregnant,
1: mm-hmm.
4: you know? And it doesn't matter whether she got pregnant willingly or she got raped. It's the same, I, w- I was a product of a mistake. Yeah. So, you know, now we're not talking about pregnancy. We're just talking about that person. How does she deal with it? Well, every single situation, bad and evil, that happens to us, God in His sovereignty ahead of time knew that was going to happen. He knew it was going to happen. So some people, well, God, is that, that's cruel. How could a loving God let that happen to the people that He loves? We live in a fallen world. That's not, that's not His design. But we live in a fallen world. And so we have to be able to, like, look at these things and go, I can see God through past this thing, like James says, you know, when you fall into these various t- trials, know that there's a purpose behind it, mm-hmm. that, that you're being tested in your faith. And that when you go through that, that, that test, that there's something that you're going to grow through and you're going to, and you're going to gain from it. You're going to gain patience. You're going to le- gain wisdom. You're going to learn compassion for other people. Mm-hmm. And believe it or not, God's going to use it. It's, it's always going to be something that God's going to use in your life to minister to other people. And you know? I
1: think, I think uh, she needs to hear from God as well. So oh, I, I would press in and keep seeking him and he'll he'll uh, he'll give you that he'll drop that little nugget on mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. that little download and and mm-hmm. that will uh that will be that moment of like yeah. understanding um for sure mm. cuz God speaks mm-hmm.
4: yeah. and he loves you he loves you so yeah. much yeah
3: so what is the best way to battle porn should i work on reducing temptation or do you have any bible verses that mm. help
2: that, that's all Ryan <laughs>
1: That's Charmaine.
4: <laughs> we're all like, that's us. It's all these guys.
2: <laughs> no, uh, pornography is huge. You, you,
1: you, yeah. you uh, tune into it first.
2: You yeah. know, pornography is huge. You know, it started from the beginning. These are some heavy questions. I'm glad we're being able to address these questions. They were at that conference. Amazing. Um, sexuality. Again, God created sex. You know, it, it's wrong for us. Oh, you know, don't talk about sex. I mean, no. God created sex. God created sex for a man and a wife to be brought together in one in unison, one together spiritually, mentally, physically, in every single way to bring together. And what Satan does is he comes in and he distorts it and he tries to pervert it and he tries to create something that God has created for good and and use it for evil, distort it and take away its meaning. Our world, our nation has gone through so many crises, right? So many financial crises in the world. You know who hasn't gone bankrupt? The pornography industry. Yeah, right. And it starts from er- so many different aspects. We see sex trafficking in our world today. We see young girls getting caught up in prostitution, and strip clubs, making tons and tons of money, giving themselves over. There's an audience for it and then you throw in um, all of the, the ability through our phones and through TV and all this stuff, it is alluring. It is alluring because it's a distortion. You know you you are you know attracted to uh, you know a female or for uh, a woman being attracted and vice versa. We talked about all the different sexuality.
0: More live with Ryan Reese coming up. Uh-huh. Everything all right? Yeah. Call now 1-888-564-6173. or post your questions using the hashtag live Ryan Reese on his Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Uh, I think I speak for the entire administration when I say whoop de doo now back to live with Ryan Reese. Don't say it!
3: Ah! Loud noises!
0: Um,
2: but there behind it, there is a spiritual warfare that you do not see. Satan is for real. Like I, I have felt it like in my life over the years. You know, even Chuck Smith talked about being in a hotel room, grew up in the church his whole life, and he's like out a hotel room and he goes to clicking the channels. And, uh, dude, this guy would barely go into any, like, kind of uh, PG movies, you know? Yeah. And yet he came across a girl, like, getting topless in in the thing, and he went past it, and then he clicked back. He felt that pull, and then he shut it off. And I think all of us have been there at various points of our walk of the Lord where it's like there's that pull. You know it's wrong. So why? It's this pull. There is a spiritual warfare. How do you overcome it, dude? It's... It's submitting to God, resisting the devil and having him flee for you. Ryan has a lot of practical lessons but I think what I want to throw out there is understanding and identifying your enemy through pornography. It is Satan on the back end. There is distortion. There are young girls that are getting corrupted, that are getting destroyed. The Satan is ripping them apart and the enemy is using them as ploys to you to destroy your life as you maybe leave your marriage for a fling of sexuality and that Destroys the home. He has a plan, and his plan is to take something that God has created for good—sexuality—and use it to destroy your life. Mm
1: -hmm. I would say very simply, we we talk about pornography a lot on the show, but I would say starve it to death. Mm -hmm. Do not feed it because that pool. I'm telling you right now, if after you don't watch porn for like 11 years, you know, like I was on Instagram, I talked about this on a show before. I was just clicking through like funny videos, whatever, and, and then it wasn't even porn. Well, actually, no, a piece of porn came up on Instagram, like a scene, and dude, the body appetites, yeah all right, and I was like, dude, this is on a funny, like a funny video uh, mm-hmm. funny video thing. And then like months later, then another something popped up. It wasn't actually a scene or anything, but it was just like a um like something that something would like that would basically get a guy going, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was just like. Dude, that pool. I told my wife, I, every time something happens like that, I tell my wife, I go, dude, I was just on Instagram flipping through and came up on this, this thing. It's like crazy. Mm-hmm. But, but it's crazy because you don't realize how gnarly of a, a pool it has on you until you starve it to death. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, when you, when you re-encounter or you see it or something, you're like, oh, dang. Like you mm-hmm. realize how much of a demonic pool it does have on it. It does. It's, it's, I mean, it's straight up demonic stuff, dude. The enemy, it's like the flesh. Yeah, I mean th- that stuff is like made to make you go crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like a normal sex scene. It's like it makes you it draws you in, yeah. powerfully. And I just, I'll look it up. But if you if you actually go on Google and you uh, type in. Uh, the Brain on Heroin and Porn. Have you ever seen that? I, Arroyo yeah. was telling us about that and showing it. Did you ever it. See that?
2: It, Yeah. I, it was um, uh, Digital Cocaine. Yeah. Was that the one? Or it digital was cocaine. one of those that was kind of talking about how your mind, the endorphins, all that kind of stuff that you that you bottle with, when it put the brain under. Google it.
1: Look, look at it. Put, put brain on heroin and, uh, and cocaine and then it. click images. Yeah. Dude, it's the same vibe, like the same coloring. It's crazy. It's nuts. Heroin and porn It is so, and you, and you can't even when you get really deep into this stuff. Yeah, you can't even like sleep with a girl. Like you can't even uh, a, a normal human girl will not even do it for you. Yeah. So it's it, it ends up at the end. It's like it gets you. It, you know, you become so a slave because you're, you're totally. You can't even have a, a real uh, relationship.
2: Yeah.
4: Yeah. It says that uh, sh- studies have shown. Well, it says right here. It says studies have shown that on the surface that the porn stimulates the same area of the brain as addictive drugs, making the brain release the same uh, chemicals. And just like drugs, porn triggers pathways in the brain that cause cravings, leading other uh, users back for more and more and more extreme hits to get even higher. So it's the same. You got to keep getting more hardcore. Yeah, Someone
1: hardcore. just posted uh, Mike Mendes uh, posted Twitter. Also, will draw you in. Yeah, any social media. I mean,
2: oh, a, it's and, strategic.
1: Anything and anywhere that you're looking. I mean, you can go to Vegas, and walk through a casino, and like yeah. you have all the sex stuff in there. Yeah, it's like yeah. Yeah. I mean, you you yeah. want Grocer- your body appetites grocery to store. come alive? Walk through uh, one of those casinos yeah. over there.
4: The grocery store, those stupid magazines, by the thing, just just dumb things you're like what? Yeah. And, yeah.
1: That's why we have to be led by the Holy Spirit, and the the eyes of light to the body. You know, you got to protect that. Protect your eyes.
3: So we got one, how do you gain the will to want to stop doing drugs? I know it's bad, but I enjoy doing them Mm. and don't have a will to stop.
1: Because drugs feel good, that's Mm -hmm. why people do drugs. Mm. But the problem is, it's like the Budweiser commercial. You know, we've we've talked about this so many times. You Mm -hmm. see like the hot girl, (laughs) Baywatch looking girl, whatever. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to think of an old commercial when they were on TV, Uh, hanging out, or drinking a Bud. On the little abs and everything? Yeah, abs, six pack, (laughs) 12 pack. But like the reality is, yeah, you start there and then you have the purple nose and you have the big fat gut and the whole thing, you yeah, know, it's exactly. like, they don't really show, and drugs, obviously, yeah. they don't show you all tweaked out later on. They don't sh- show you living in the back of a grocery store yeah. digging through the trash can because you lost everything. Yeah. I've had friends that were making tons of money up in Hollywood, like a computer tech, yeah. just baller condo right there on Sunset Strip, yeah. you know, the, the BMWs, the whole thing, got into easy. Coke, then started selling it, quit his drug he lost mm-hmm. his job started mm-hmm. selling coke and just lost everything you know I, I was talking to somebody
2: about this but uh, really quick
1: yeah. how do you get the will to well first of all yeah you don't even have you don't even want you don't want it so yeah, yeah. why are you even asking yeah Did if he, you if you tell if you call AA and you say hey my friends a, my, my dad or my friends an alcoholic, can I drop him off you know what the first thing they say does he want to quit and you say nope they said don't drop him don't, off here don't bring him here yeah so the first thing the surrendered will is yeah you surrender you say hey, god I want to quit and then by the work of the Holy Spirit in your life, He will start changing those things. Like like uh, Scott said earlier, He changes uh, your heart and your mind. Yeah. You know, somebody
2: um, referenced, I think Lupe, on drugs or demonic, a stronghold, and pharmakia, yeah. right? Pharmakia. So the word sorcery in the Bible is the word pharmakia, where we get our word pharmacy. Um, it was potions and stuff that was made back then. It yeah. was uh, intoxicating Um, things, all that stuff to distort reality and yeah the enemy is behind all those things as well as far as feeling good, yeah I mean there there are moments in times past where those things obviously impacted my life a lot at the end of the day, you know I think it all comes back again to like the thing is it's not sustaining it's not sustaining, you gotta continue getting high over and over again to uh, have this rest or this peace and for somebody that desires like a relationship with the Lord, I think Ryan, when Ryan was early in his walk with the Lord, he was on a, a Frank Pastore radio show. I think like a year or two after walking with God and was brought up about drinking, all this stuff, and different qu- question. I thought he nailed it with this answer and he's like if we're talking about like justifying drinking and all this kind of stuff as a believer he's like we're missing the boat like the bible says Mm -hmm. to be drunk to be um not to be drunk with wine but be filled with the the holy spirit because a lot of times what people are doing you're you are um substituting the holy spirit working in your life for a drug your drug is becoming your comfort your source of rest and peace and all that stuff But it's limited. You want to find real rest. You want to find real clarity. You want to have like a a legit high where it's like focus and clarity to something. Be filled with the Holy Spirit is what the Bible
1: says. Mm -hmm. Yep. 100%. When you come off drugs, that's the worst feeling too. Mm -hmm. No peace. Way worse. worse Than how you started. Mm -mm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yes, Sam. Next.
3: So, how has your walk with God changed since becoming a father as yourselves?
2: That's a good question. Wow. Well, uh, Scott has eight kids, so he keeps changing. He has a tribe, <laughs> so what's we'll the tribesman? I don't really have eight, I have five. But um,
4: it feels like eight sometimes. Um, you know what it does? I don't know, but I know, Ryan, you probably know this because by nature we're selfish individuals. Like, selfish. I have, like, I'll give you an example. I have a garage full of toys, of man toys that I don't touch anymore because now your time goes to your kids. I know. And, and it shows it. You're like, when's the last time I touched my surfboard? That's how I went snowboarding. That's how I skated. You know, you start looking at those things and it doesn't matter how old you get. You still want to do those things. And so I think having a kid, somebody told me this once and it made me laugh. Like God gives you kids to show you how selfish you are. That's why he gave me 5. I <laughs> I'm super selfish. Very selfish man. I'm a selfish man. Yeah, fourth But it really me. is it, it is literally a right dying. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> it's really a, it's a dying to self, isn't it? Like yeah. dude. Oh, it is. It's a dying to self. And I and I haven't mastered it yet. I'm still working on it. Yeah. I feel like a failure as a father every day. Mm-hmm. Cuz I and my background is I didn't have a dad to raise me.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: So like I don't even so that's know. that's his excuse. That's my excuse. You know, I'm off. <laughs> Simpson was my dad. I, I had no idea really how to do it. I literally had to learn uh, from examples around me and uh, and Christian people and the Bible. That's all I learned, you know? And so for me, it's been a trial and error type. and I'm hoping I don't mess my kids up too bad and have to like do the rerun with the grandkids. I won't be around that long, but yeah, you, know, yeah. you know
1: what I'm saying? It's difficult for me. It's changed my uh, my perspective on, on uh, like helping the youth. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. So like, when I see when I go on the road and I'm working with guys and girls, I, I just I I look at them from a different perspective now. Yeah. You because know? now that I have kids, mm-hmm. so it I think I have more of a of a heart for uh, youth because it's like they're my kids are coming up after this next generation that yeah. that we're yeah. in front of right now mm. so i just i look at them differently than than before you know so yeah
2: because you want you the as you're like you know reaching out to these kids you see these kids in need you're like man if my kids go through you know yeah, struggles yeah. in the you future i want somebody to care for my kids yeah. too yeah 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 being a father being a father changes everything it changed my I life, have, that's the life thing completely. i have more of a
1: father look on on things that, yeah. now like Which in I think it's good and, yeah.
4: and doesn't it change your view on god too totally yeah, like dude. now that you're a
1: father you're like, so i'm going to cut you off
2: no yeah. i just like it changed me because i grew up with three brothers i grew up me and my dad we still side hug you know we're not the most affectionate people that's not how i was brought up there's something that happens when god gets a hold of your life and then you have children. To me, it's grace. Like, I thought my life would be over. And then to be able to, to have children, to be responsible for them, they, like, adore you. And you realize how much of an impact you have on these lives. You have a look at documentaries. Look at so many documentaries of people that were famous or different things like oh this person was right on had a great young childhood then the dad left then the mom left mm-hmm. and then look what happened to them in a particular way they got bitter towards things yeah. and for me I realized like how much of an impact I can have on my children's life it's not always easy they will frustrate you sometimes <laughs> but man if you want to talk about investing in something Invest in your family, dude. It changes everything. And the perspective of God, the first time the Bible says the word love in the Bible has to do with the relationship with the father and the son in the book of Genesis chapter 22. Mm-hmm. Your son that you love with his son Isaac. Mm-hmm. And so there's a, a, a beautiful picture there, man. And people that have children um, and, and our parents, I, I think they realize that. For us personally, I know it's changed us a lot. For
3: yes. Sure. Next. So, what are your thoughts on Christian parents putting their daughter on birth control, prevent pregnancy though she is in sin, versus potentially having a baby when young?
1: Wow, mm. that's is as funny as that sounds. That's pretty desperate, right there. I've, no, I've heard this before. Yeah. Like, this isn't the first time I've like heard sprinkling this. Sprinkling on their cereal or whatever. Yeah, I've know? I've heard I've heard this not just in New Jersey, but I've heard this before. Wow. Yeah, because wow. you're you're you got your daughter right, and and she's. Say she's running around, and you're like, dude, no way, I, dude, I, I'm not even trying to have my girl, my my daughter knocked up by some like right. little spazoid in high school that's like 13 or 14 yeah. years old. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's, I mean, I'm not uh, saying, yeah. yeah, So that, so people think this. You understand yeah. the? I understand the logic behind it. Oh yeah, I mean, but, but yeah, I mean, it all, it sounds- all, I think it all goes back down to that, that parenting that that uh, Sean was talking about is that you gotta you have to spend time and pour into to your daughter and uh
4: you got to wonder what the girl's missing that's what i'm saying you have to pour into them
1: and then you you know you have to just do your best and commit the rest and um yeah everyone makes their own decisions i i was a a wild one and i i went the opposite direction no matter what my parents told me and sometimes you just have that wild one and you just got to pray yeah you know i mean you always got to pray but praying is sometimes you just get a bad seed in a sense that just has to go run the muck for a while and then Mm -hmm. they come around we have so many friends that have uh, daughters that have run the muck and then came back around Mm -hmm. and then other ones that have not you know so I think it's just you got to pour into them. Got to pour into them. It's tough
2: because I mean, I, the flip side, you know, that's just you trying to rationalize it, like in like yeah. your own earthly mind, basically. Because yeah. on the flip side, it's like you given that is it just a license to have sex and just hook up with whatever? Is that that, that is the flip side. Yeah. And so that's why the importance of investing and communicating with them and loving them and praying and just really being. Uh, in their lives is probably the best remedy. It, it is tough. Tough. These are the things that we're all going to be facing. Yeah, I know. You know, Some as we grow up being parents as well. It's crazy. Definitely, yeah.
3: So we have another question. It says, "My boyfriend and I are both Christians, and we struggle with sexual sin. We both want to wait, but we still fall in other ways. How do we fight these desires?"
2: Have you heard that before, Scott? Sounds familiar. Nah, never. Speaking yeah. to
1: us, Scott. Um,
4: <clears throat> yeah. So are talking about
1: butt naked wrestling matches. butt naked wrestling <laughs> They said, <laughs> um, I came over to pray for her. Yeah. And I laid my hands on and her. Spoken tongue. And, yeah. <laughs> and went into tongues. And went into tongues. And then yeah. who knows what happened. Next thing you know. Okay, okay.
4: so, well, it, it, again, it comes down to the self-control. I and mean, There has to be some boundaries, you know? It's like, I don't know. Any guy that thinks that he could be alone with his girl and, and not try to go get, get a little crazy is, is lying to himself. Um, like I think Ryan said it best from the beginning God put that attraction between a man and a woman and it's supposed to be there but when, it's, uh, when it gets out of that confine, confines of what God wants it to, you can get out of control like a fire like you, like he says can, can a man take fire to his bosom and not get burned certainly not I don't know a single person that, that likes playing with matches that at least hasn't been burned once or twice you're gonna, you keep playing with fire you're going to get burned so in other words you need to stay far away from it I tell young couples that are, that are dating and Christians they go look Dating is not wrong, but ask yourself the question: What is the motive of it? Like I'm now, as as I'm, I'm like, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't date unless like you're dating the person that the Lord showed you to marry. Would yeah. you agree? I mean, that's how you yeah, did. That's it. what I did. Because I, waited five I did, years. I did the whole you know back and forth and all these different, and it just
1: confused
4: so well, many. This people. is what happens. Yeah.
1: What happens is exactly what's happening with these 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 this guy and this girl. Yeah. Is because your sexual drive, God created it with us. If you, th- if you think the girl is just amazingly hot yeah, uh, and you're alone, yeah, that's, what do you think going to happen? Yeah. Duh. I mean, that's just, you know, yeah. unless it's you're it's like...
4: bad situation. I, I would encourage that person or anybody in that situation to look at it like if this is the person you're going to spend the rest of your life with, like set some boundaries and keep those boundaries. Like do not hang out by yourselves. Do not like after boundaries at night, like, boundaries. Th- thick boundaries yeah. and have somebody to keep you accountable on it. And that way, it'll keep you guys from potentially getting in other situations and circumstances.
1: Hey, it was it was hard, you yeah. know. It was hard to be single for five years and and not date and and, and you know uh, do all that whole thing. But it was hard. But guess what, dude? It was it was worth it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I got exactly what I want. Well, more than I, I wanted, and uh, it's just it's just been amazing. So it's worth it. But it doesn't seem like it's worth it at the time. Yeah. You know. All right. So I did it, so I could say that I I knew that with many tears on my pillow. I, ma- I yeah, made it teard- through. Tears, tears, of joy. Pain What's that song? Pain in the night, but joy yeah. in the morning. Yeah. I know there'll be joy in the morning. Wait, where's the joy? Yeah. Just joking.
3: Right. So an interesting question that kept coming in was: Should Christians attend a gay wedding if invited?
1: Oh yeah, that was a good one. Mm. Ooh, that's a good one. Um, I answered this one in in. In New Jersey. Yeah. And at it all, it all, this is a really h- hardcore one because you can get a lot of slack for it. Yeah. Um, but I'll just say what I think. Um, I think that every move in your life has to be led by the Holy Spirit. Good point. I, every move. Yeah. Am I endorsing Christians going to gay weddings or anything like that? No. What I'm, in, what I am endorsing is that you need to be led by the Holy Spirit, mm. because Jesus is radical and He takes you to radical places sometimes in life. And I don't go anywhere in the world or to any crazy events without God telling me to go. I go to, I could be at a Marilyn Manson concert, I could be at a rave, and there's a lot more crazy stuff going on than at those events than a gay wedding. Yeah. So on what you would see. So I make sure that there's th- I, everywhere I go, I go, God, do you want me to go there? There has to be a purpose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when I go to any of these places where I go that are not in the world or that are not in the church that are actually outside, mm-hmm. in these places where people go, I can't believe you can go there if you're a Christian. Well, I'm only going to certain places because the Holy Spirit and God has led me to go there. Mm-hmm. And when I go to these places that I'm speaking of, like I went to this this huge crazy rave and people could not believe that I was there, dude. I witnessed and led people. To the Lord, it was I think there was a total of nine. Even one of the DJs on the plane, hmm. like it was a total. Like I get on the plane and the guy, the lady's like, "Hey, listen, we gave your seat up. Uh, we have to move you. We're sorry." So I'm like, "Okay, whatever." Well, it placed me right next to a DJ that's actually <laughs> playing at this event in in Las Vegas. So I start talking to him. And he's like, "Yeah, man, we're going go out there and party." And you know, I'm like, "Cool." So you're you're actually going to the event? He's like, "Yeah." He's like, "I'm DJing there, man. I'm going to do some coke." He's like, "Talking about all the stuff." And then I basically tell him my story, and then I start talking about me being a father and raising my kids. And dude, next thing you know, he you can see him just get all like from all hyped up to like, he's just listening to every word he's I said. On, yeah. And I just like I know that God was the Holy Spirit was just speaking into his soul. Yeah, and at the end, he just looked at me, and just goes, "Thank you very much." For, for those words, because because he was a father, oh, and his daughter dang. he was raising a daughter, and he has his wife, and and I'm like, He's dude, you paid. can't be wild out on drugs. I was talking about my story, yeah, but how I'm trying to live life right so I could be there for my wife and my kids, and I had no idea, yeah, that he had kids. So he literally like analyzed his whole life in that moment and just said, dude, thank you I, so oh, much, and awesome. I said, all right, peace. So then I ended up then I show up at the MGM hotel to. Uh, to, to stay there and I, I walk in this girl comes running out of nowhere and she's just like hey are you Ryan? She's like I saw you on YouTube and you interviewed so and so and I end up talking to her and I end up praying for her. She was in a place where she just gave her life to God but she had no church so I got to plug her into Calvary Chapel Las Vegas oh, and cute. then I witnessed to the taxi cab driver that took me to the event then I prayed for some girl that was dealing with demonic stuff that recognized me backstage I uh, got to pray with her that she would be like uh, the the demonic stuff would leave, which that ended up leaving her. I sent her a, I got her Bible when I got home, sent it to her. Nine events, all the way till I got back to Orange County. Yeah. Nine events. Now people would say, "Well, why'd you go out there?" Because I was led by the Holy Spirit. Mm. So back to this question: mm. Is you have to be led by the Holy Spirit wherever you go? Yeah, I'm not endorsing anything. I'm not endorsing raves, I'm not endorsing metal concerts, I'm not endorsing gay weddings, I'm not endorsing anything. What I'm endorsing is being led by the Holy Spirit and have confirmation from God.
4: Yeah, you have to know that you know that God's leading you. You have to know. And I think, because you don't know, like, I'll give you another scenario of the gay marriage thing or the gay wedding thing. It's like, you know that whole thing about the the people that were making the cake for the gay wedding and and they sued and all this kind of stuff, right? That, That was a big thing. Because they're saying we don't want to make a cake for a gay couple. Well, it's a business; they make cakes, but they they excluded that gay couple. They won the lawsuit per se, or did they lose? I don't remember. But it, it, that wasn't the big issue. Like making a cake for somebody is not endorsing what they. Did. You can say, "Hey, I, I'll make your cake" or whatever, or I'll do it. But it doesn't necessarily mean I agree with your with your lifestyle. You can love somebody. Like for instance, I had a drug addict uncle that was my idol. I loved him. Did I like what he did? No, man, I didn't. He, he was a biker, I mean, he, he's a savage. I loved him as a person, but I didn't necessarily agree with anything he did. Does that make sense? And so I think we have to approach people like that. I love you as a person, and I might not agree with your, your choice and your lifestyle, but I'm going to bow out on this one, you know, because, but, but I want you to know that I love you, you know, like, and if you ever want to talk or whatever, I'm here for you, that kind of thing, you know? And I, and I think being led by the spirit is a,
1: I, I heard this conversation, you know, I, from a Christian, I don't want to go to my f- uh, family's dinner or my friend's dinner mm. because they all cuss all the time. I'm like, what, that hurts your little Christian ears. Yeah. Right. Like, are you serious? Did you forget where you came from? Yeah. Like love covers a multitude of sins. Yeah. Like get in there. Love on people. No cuss words are going to hurt your little ears. I mean, you're, yeah. don't over-spiritualize things. Like, don't Jesus says be TV in the or world anything. and yeah, not yeah, of exactly. the world. Yeah. You're hitting it all through the streets. Don't act like your ears are like little virgin ears now. And, yeah. you know, oh,
4: the F-word hurts my ears. Like, that, that, the same person probably rocking like hardcore hip-hop in their you Like, what are you, too, like, what like, what are you listening
1: or, to? Do? What are you watching on TV? Exactly. I mean, come on, yeah. man. Get in there. Love people. And uh, see what God does, but be led by the Holy Spirit. Amen. You know what I'm Only saying? Yes. Be led by the Holy Spirit in everything you do.
3: All right. Um, did Jesus commit suicide when he died on the cross? He knew what he was doing and allowed his death to happen. So was it an intentional suicide?
4: Nope. John, John 10 says no. He says, my father gave me the authority. I, nobody takes my life from me. I lay it down. doesn't mm-hmm. say I kill myself because he didn't kill himself. He literally surrendered his life.
1: That's Great a completely different
4: there. thing. That's good. I lay it down and I'm able to take it up again. And he did that to show us that not only is he able to take his life or to lay down his life and
2: take it up again, but he could do the same thing with us if we surrender to him. That's powerful. Yeah. Because that's what they were trying to say to yeah. him. They they were trying to say that what is he gonna take his life, basically? Mm-hmm. He's saying mm-hmm. that, you know, three days later when like, yeah. what is he talking about? Yeah. But that's, exa- that's that's powerful. I, I'm glad you brought up that verse because I feel, feel well, it's as simple as that. That's what
4: Satan threatened Jesus with. Hey, throw yourself down from the temple because the angels will come on and they'll rescue you. They'll, they'll keep your feet from hitting the rocks, you know. You try he's like, no, trying yeah. to commit suicide. Like, yep.
1: test the Lord. See if if, if his word's Boom. really going to be true, you know. I've never heard that perspective yeah. from John 10. That, that all makes sense. Yeah. That's awesome. Yes.
3: So what Bible characters do you relate with most?
1: Well, Here my old Ryan? days, getting drunk and hook up with women, I would say Samson. <laughs> and fighting. him. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, breaking, Uh-oh. Pillars. Uh-oh. breaking pillars. Breaking pillars. Actually, cap. nowadays... Uh, Wake um, up
4: bald and blind.
1: <laughs> you know... Mm. Who, who do we relate to? Peter. I'm well, Peter. what? Paul, yeah. I mean...
0: This has been Live with Ryan Reese. To connect or find out more about Ryan, click on ryan-reese.com. Check us out next Saturday at 9 p.m. for Live with Ryan Reese.